to A Positive Spin, a well-being podcast without all the BS. Some of BS. <laughs> I'm Kate Barrett. And I'm Sarah Starkman. Did you like that? I don't think we did that little part last time. Yeah, we did. Did we? We said I'm Kate I, Barrett and I'm Sarah Starkman? Uh, I said I'm Kate Barrett and then you're like, you did a man a a boo and then started criticizing that's me and then didn't say your own name. That's exactly what I, that's how I sounded. Yeah, that that's really literally what I hear. It's like Charlie Brown. When you yeah, talk, I just teacher? do like, wah, 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 Well, then I can't help you with any of your joke pine traps. If that's Shut what you up. hear. Oh, ah. I just need to threaten you a little bit. Nothing yeah. my love can't fix for you, baby. Fun fact about Sarah. She can't <laughs> not eat popcorn by the fistful. <laughs> that's with fun With my twat. No. Imagine vagina dentatus. Did you ever watch that? Nope. It doesn't sound good. We'll, we'll cut that out. Oh, it's very hot in here. You don't have a fan? Are they torturing you? Yeah, I do have a fan. You think it's hot in here? Like, I'm accumulating lip sweat right now. What? I'll turn up the heat. No, it's... Oh, sorry. The it's heat's off. on? No, it's off. It's off. It's off. But I do have a fan. You're like, I'm going to fry that okay, Jew when she comes in. Oh, I hope this doesn't make sound. But there you go. It's going to be under the table coming at you. It's coming at me, right? Can you feel it? <laughs> yeah. I'll put I this feel on it a little for like bit. two seconds, and people will always be like, Fossey would always be like, oh, it's cold in here. Like, it's been on for half a minute, and it's 40 degrees outside. Yeah, but she's from a hot country. That's racist. <laughs> no, it's a climatization. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. She'll like, like, I'll be sweating, and she's like, ooh, no, it's like cardigan weather. <laughs> it's fucked. It's fucked. Not um, me. How are you? What's happening with you? Not much. Not much. What's happening? Uh, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. I'm going to Boston in a couple of weeks. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm very excited. You're doing shows at the hideout. You're booked at the hideout, right? I'm booked at the hideout on so- October the 7th at 8 p.m. 7th? The 7th at 8 p.m., which will be fun. That'll be my first show this in the I States. This, I think, will come out after that. It'll probably come out around that time, but it'll be, it'll have been my first show. So in let's the pretend States. like you did it. How was your first oh show God, in the was, U.S.? It was so good. I'm now famous. Did you crush I it? I crushed it so hard. I actually have to really have a, like a little thinker tinker about how, like, I, I have to reconfigure my set because I have very Toronto, a couple no, of very you Toronto don't. things. Well, the beaches thing. I, got, yeah, I changed yeah, yeah. from Vancouver. Yeah. You're right, yeah. Like an affluent neighborhood and whatever, but I don't know Boston that well in no, order I to do either. that. Um, the other thing I guess I don't need to change because it's about being at the bus stop, but it has nothing to do with the fact necessarily that it doesn't matter where it is in no, the world. No, you just say the bus stop. That's yeah, fine. I just need to kind of, um, yeah, go over that. Anyway, so that's that's cool. I got some writing stuff in the mix, but like just a lot of question marks and a lot of like secrets, yeah. and I feel like I'm going to explode. So many secrets. I feel like I haven't been in on your secrets lately. I <laughs> I remember a few weeks ago, I don't know when this was, and I was like, oh yeah, like what about this? Uh, I was like, yeah, I didn't even know about this. And you're like, yeah, well you didn't ask. Or something like that. You like, said something really, and I was like, oh damn. Oh damn. She's salty. Feisty as fuck that day, that's for sure. salty. A little premenstrual could have been. Maybe. I uh, No, right now there's just stuff that I'm not allowed to talk about yet because it'll sound really stupid if it doesn't end up happening. Do you, Are you a believer that like if you have good stuff on the go or if you're going to work on something, like are you like, I want to tell everyone? Or you, no, you were like the person that's like, I don't want to tell anyone until it's 100% like, like check is in the mail, this is happening. That. 
Yeah. I'm not. I'm like. Of course you're not. Why? Of course. (laughs) I'm excitable. You are. Yes. You are excitable. You are into the social medias. But not even social media. Sometimes I get excited and I'll be like, that's why I, I, I can't stop ruining TV shows and movies and stuff. I'm always like. I watch Big Brother and my sister and I talk about it. I'm like, okay. And she's like, don't tell me. Like, I don't want to know. I'm like, I won't. But what I will say <laughs> is that she's gone. And then she'll be like, fuck. And I'm like, I just get so excited. So excited. I'm just, I actually yeah. had a client the other day. Uh, makes me sound like a hooker. I had a client the other day and she was like, Kate, you know what? You've spent so much time and you've been so kind. Tell me we're recording. Is that what you're looking at? Yeah, no, we're recording. Okay. Are you sure? Yeah, hold on a sec. Because it's happened before. Wait, shut the fuck up. Hold on. Oh, oh, are you a sound engineer? You a sound engineer? No. Okay, hold on. Was it recording? Yeah, the whole time. I just needed to make sure that we were saving things properly. It was. It is. (sighs) I just want to make your heart rate be a little faster. That's why I get excited. (laughs) Because you make me excited. You keep me on my toes. You keep me young, Sarah. You keep me young. That's the goal. Um, also, can we get excited over the fact that I'm using a reusable water bottle from now on? Well, so it's day two. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's been too old. It's been 48 hours. Well, I am a water fiend. We Ditto. And I, but, and here's the good thing about this. I got a new purse and it's like a backpack purse. I don't know if you've seen it. A burst? A burst? Oh, I see it over there. Uh, oh, I like great. it. It's my new faves thing. Because I also wanted like my comedy book. Um, and I wanted people to like take it to shows and stuff. And I always like having water at shows. And at like comedy bar, they give you these little eensy weensy glasses. And I was like, that is a shot glass of water. Like, and I feel bad because in the bartenders and stuff, they're slammed. This is taking you two years. I carry my water bottle around and you've called it my baba. But the, here's the <laughs> issue is that it, it was massive. And I like, I usually like, okay, it was massive. And I had that small purse forever, which couldn't fit it. So I would just have to hold it everywhere. Mm, but no. this is such a nice size. And because it's a backpack, it's like super easy breezy. And super then I got this, my brother gave this to me. And it's a swell water bottle for those a, of you who don't have x-ray vision. It's a swell, sorry. Yeah. Oops. Swell water bottle, but it's from, it's sponsored by Telus. You're groping it like a hand model. I love it. It's sponsored by Telus, and it says, together, let's rise above to hashtag end bullying. Is this your positive? No. Oh. But it's like an anti-bullying, <laughs> their new thing that they've started to hashtag end bullying. And it's their new thing. And until now, it's like a positive message, plus it's like positive that I'm reusing it, plus like day two is going super well. You've been giving it an HJ for like a little while. Mmm, refreshing. Mm. And it keeps water cold or hot for 12 hours what are you doing a fucking swell infomercial yeah <laughs> sponsor us swell 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 that could be good we could be like the swell girls we drink water all through we love water we love water we like things that are cold and or hot and phallic and phallic and they're like super expensive which means that like they're super posh and we're like totally posh and reusable and recyclable i mean you don't care about that as much but we're gonna say that you do i do care about recycling don't tell people (laughs) that i don't (laughs) i was thinking the other day that like i should get you those like plant-based biodegradable um dishes Dishes? Why? No, I'm not that gross. I always like remember watching like 
You threw out a bowl because it had guac that went bad in it. Yeah, that was gross. Yeah, but what about hot water and soap? But you think like a paper plate's going to solve my ish? No, it's just if it's biodegradable, you toss it out and it's not bad for the environment. But like, I wouldn't put guac on a paper plate. Why not? Because it will go bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but like, I wash my dishes. That was an extreme case. Dream. It was a defining moment. I all I really have in my fridge is like, I have like sriracha, Frank's Red Hot, some mustard. Um, Those are only condiments. Yeah. Uh, I also have fudgesicles. Is it fudgesicles or fudgicles? I think I say fudgesicles. What's yeah. a fudgicle? I feel like my mom calls it a fudgicle. That's <laughs> so like my mom calls it IKEA. <laughs> I hate that. It's like, honestly, if Wait, she's seen imaginary, like, she's like, accent? do you want to go to Ikea? And look, I'm like, it's Ikea. And I know it really means nothing, but like, it drives you crazy. Drives me crazy. So my mom is the master of mispronunciation. She calls Ashton Kutcher, Ashton Kutcher. Okay. You just said Ashton Kutcher. Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher. It's. <laughs> what is it? It's Ashton Kutcher. No, that's what she says too. Is that right? Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher, Ashton Kutcher, yeah. Sorry, Lisa's right. Says who? We're gonna we're gonna ask someone right now. Lisa, I vote on your side. You're always she right. Also You're calls, so great. Bring me bagels. She calls Charlie Hunnam Charlie Hunnam. Like he's not he's not <laughs> Charlie Indian. Hunnam Moon. He's not he's not Indian, Mom. Oh, um, give me some more mispronunciations. And see if you pronounce them too. How's how's pops? How's pops doing? Pops is good. Pops is getting his second knee. Knee. Uh, first week of November. That's exciting. It's very exciting so that he can just... I think we're going to fly home and surprise my dad for his 65th birthday, so we can talk about that on the next one, maybe. When's that? But uh, it's his birthday at the end of October, so I'm really excited for that. And he doesn't listen to the podcast anyway, so it's fine. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah, excited. my dad literally... My dad just turned 70 last Tuesday. Aw, dad. Yeah. And we're oh, going, that was when um, we were supposed to have our friend date, and then yes. the incident happened. Well, it was also because it was Yom Kippur. Yeah, that's true. Um, But yeah, we're celebrating my dad's 70th. We're going to New Orleans in May. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be so fun. Cinco de Mayo Arriba! Yeah, I'm so glad I have Phil there with me. So if we need to like take a break from the fam. Yeah. I don't that's great. Worry. That's so fun. Yeah, cool things. I Wait, love it. fuck, I wanted to tell you something that I thought was really funny. Oh, IKEA. So my friend and his mom were at an IKEA shopping. Him and his like wife just moved into a new place. And his grandmother has a handicapped parking sign that's yes. in their car. Yeah. So it's IKEA on like a Saturday or something and it was rammed. So they just used her parking thing yeah. and parked in a handicapped spot. <clears throat> And they're coming out to the car. Oh, God. <laughs> and the security comes out. And he's like, uh, excuse me, like, neither of you look handicapped. And my friend's telling me the story. And I'm like, I like, figure that he just starts limping or, like, something. Yeah. Or, like, screaming or whatever. And they were like, oh, um, it's, it's, you know, the, his mom was like, oh, it's my mother. Like, we, we she, she needs it. You and yada, yada. And those can be taken away from you. Okay. So, but they, yeah. So they started to panic. So the guy's like, okay, well, where is she? And they're like, oh, well, she's waiting at, like, drop-off or arrival, exit, yeah. whatever. And he's like, okay. <laughs> Calm down, right? security guard. Like, relax. Go get, go get a Swedish meatball and yeah. just take a breather near a dresser. 
So he follows them. Oh, my God. With his small dick hanging out of his pants. Yeah. And in my mind, I'm like, so you book it. You just fucking book it. What's he going to chase you in his little cart? Yeah, exactly. So so they get there. And And they just throw some old lady into their car. They're like, she's gone. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know where she is. What a charade. They call the dad. Stop. He brings the grandma. And they're like, yeah, yeah. Like, whatever. No. Swear to God, they had people looking for her. No. So the parents live quite close. Get the fuck out of here. Like Shepard and Leslie or whatever. So they bring the grandma. I think the mom was like panicking that they were going to take it away from them. Anyway, they made this whole thing. They had them looking for her. Like, call her like Mrs. Gutsaris. Like, on the loudspeaker looking for her. That is so over the top. Totally. And then she played into it, too, and was like, I was in the bathroom. I got confused. I was like. And the security guard, did he feel like shit? Yeah, but, like, what a full fucking modern family event. Uh, oh, my God. Well, I guess the Academy Award goes too. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, I wonder if the grandma was like confused and she was like, was I here? <laughs> Did I get confused? What's happening? Oh my God. What a Saturday. That is, that is quite a Saturday. Tell me your positive thing. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, uh, Phil and I actually were driving to come meet you to see our wonderful friend and comedians yeah um album recording todd, todd graham. graham todd graham the todd love of our graham. lives he's the you best. me and phil all <laughs> put todd at number one yeah um yeah and it was so sweet too because before we went phil was like are we buying tickets or like it's gonna sell out he's like getting a twitch and then i told todd but that, it did it sold out both well, both shows sold out that's exactly so i said to todd i was like phil was right he was like oh no it's not gonna sell out anyway so sweet so phil and i are driving there and we stop at this intersection and, and we're at like leslie and lakeshore yeah and i don't know if you're familiar with this intersection but a lot of the time there are homeless people like okay. knocking on windows asking uh-huh. for money there's this one older guy there, no front teeth, longer hair, and Phil's like, oh, I love this guy. And I'm like, okay. So he rolls down the window. Hey, man, how you doing? Starts talking to him, um, gives him some change. And I was just really proud of Phil. Like, it was such a nice, like, genuine yeah. interaction. And like, he, did he know him? Or I think seen he's him just, before? Yeah, stuff? this is his route to work. Gotcha. And I think he stopped before and given him cash and gotcha. – um, he just is a really with it nice guy. Like he's not screaming things at you yeah. and whatever. So he he says to us, um, he starts talking about something. Phil's engaging him at the stoplight, and he's telling us about how oh he has like thirty thousand likes or something because these girls took a video of him saying this joke and now it's like going viral or something and phil's like oh what was the joke and he was like oh the girl he's a more famous comedian than either (laughs) one of us oh he he fucking crushed it (laughs) so the the girl had said to him um you look like jesus and he's like he goes oh yeah (laughs) how'd you like the tits i gave you And then he goes, I got another one for you. Okay. And the light is about to change. And in my head, I'm like, this is going to be good. Like, I just know For sure. And he goes, what's worse than ants in your pants? Uncles. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
I was literally, and then the light changed. It was amazing. like the best comic timing. I turned to Phil and I was like, he is a better comedian than I am. Can I steal that line? Like, I honestly want to take that I line. thought about that too. I was like, I need to tell this joke from him. But I feel, I don't want to, I don't want to steal his raw material. Watch, he probably will start hitting the open mic scene and then fucking <laughs> be in JFL next year. <laughs> I mean, white, tick, oh, male, tick, yeah. smells weird, tick, no teeth, tick, tick. Comedy, comedy gold <laughs> comedy in the making. Comedy calls him. Fuck, Isn't man. that joke? I'll be opening for him next year. <laughs> I just thought it was a really that nice, is so funny, and it was a really nice interaction and really nice that Phil kind of like the tits I gave you. Yeah, fuck, that's good. He was so quick, but I just liked that Phil was like, it wasn't just like here's some money, which is nice. It, whatever, it's not a bad thing to do, but it was nice that he like wanted to talk to the guy and ask how his day was yeah, and yeah, listen yeah, to yeah. his jokes. And I feel like that's way more important than like three dollars. We get it. You love your husband. He's a good guy. Oh, whatever. He's the best. Anyway, it was just really sweet. <laughs> no, that's cute. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Uh, my thing is real, real quick. Uh, I In was, and out. I'm walking to a, a comedy club. It was pouring rain. Mm-hmm. I had just jumped off the streetcar. And I was putting, I don't even know what I was doing. I didn't have an umbrella. It was raining. I was like a hot mess. And I was kind of running across the street. And everyone was kind of, you know, it was like coming down hard to everyone scattering out of the way. And then this young guy runs up to me and I was like, what do you want? Like, get out of here. No autographs. And he's like, (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, and he, my transit card, my presto card fell like a block back and he chased me to give it to me. Isn't that nice? Like in the, and he was soaked, like chased me in the rain. And you were a bitch to him. Yeah. No. What did that? No, I was like, oh my God, thank you so much. Like, he was so nice. And he's like, okay, have a good night. And then he ran he ran away. So he's like nice. like a superhero without a cape. I mean, it wasn't like a donut or a cupcake, but it felt pretty good to get given that. My impressive <laughs> <card back. laughs> I think I would have preferred that to a buffalo yeah. bun. Yeah. That's so nice. Yeah. So that was my little, my little thing. Just right. a little, little. And that's a big, like, crank up from, like, holding a door open. And I'm like, wow, this is Prince Charming. But you know what? It's the little things, though. It is. Totally. All the little things. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? What do you want? It's up to you. It's your day. It's my day. It's 8 p.m. The day's over. Okay. Okay, I'll go. Oh. Okay, if I must. So... This was 2018, um, around January, they launched uh, something in the UK called Frida, which is an organic um, pad and tampon subscription. Nope. And the company pledges to, it's not a box of blood. (laughs) The company also donates a portion of profits to schemes that are tackling period poverty in the UK and beyond. Because really it's like something that you can't control. It's part of our bodies. It can be really expensive and also really toxic, right? Like a lot of times the cotton's bleached and it's like, here's your expensive shit to poison to shove up your twat for fucking a week. You know what I mean? And a lot of people don't think about it. Um, so this is kind of changing that. You're going to love this. Ready? Frida is a monthly subscription service offering tampons made from organic cotton and pads that are made from wood pulp. What? <laughs> yeah. 
So the London-based like, company. Oh, sorry. I have to just skip out early on this meeting. I have a splinter <laughs> in my cooch. No, it's like, it's pulp. It's been, it's often, it's also the pad. You don't take the wooden, it's not the wooden tampon, but it's just like, you know. I'm picturing like a wooden tampon. No, but you know, no, it's the pad. But What's it called? Frida, F-R-E-D-A. But that's like, that's like saying that, you know, those shoes that Nike makes that are, or Adidas makes that are from recycled pop bottles or ocean garbage or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't feel like a pop bottle. Yeah. Um, anyway, and then 15% huh. goes to initiatives in the UK to provide pads to refugees and homeless women. Um, another which is, company, we've talked about that before because that's a big thing. Totally. Another company which um, called Bloody Good Period, which aims to give asylum seekers better access to period care. And Kilopads, a micro enterprise in Tanzania, which provides u- reusable cloth pads with locally sourced materials for schoolgirls, many of whom live in poverty and lack access to running water, hygienic facilities, or basic period care. So I know it's like, huh. you know, um, I love a their period branding thing. too. I'm, on their web- I'm, I'm like online right now looking at it and their branding is really cool. Yeah. And I think it's just like marketing towards a younger demographic to let them know. Like, I think some people wouldn't, I remember telling my girlfriend about how like these tampons are just bleached and filled with chemicals. And she was like, I never even, I never even thought twice about it. Yeah. Um, right. So they said that they're trying to make women more aware that these pads and tampons are at, that they're paying loads of money for are actually made with chemicals, fragrances, dyes, polyester, polyethylene, um, polypropylene, chlorine, pesticides Oof. linked to all these health conditions. Right. That so is this like is frightening cool. and terrible. Yeah. So she said access to period care is a basic human and universal right, not a luxury. And I think they're really trying to change people's mentalities to align it, with that. It is crazy that we actually have to spend our own money on doing something that we biologically cannot control. Yep. I mean, I guess it's like toilet paper, right? Like you have to buy toilet paper. It's not free, but you can't not pee and poo. True. But until so long ago, it was even like it was taxed. And then people were like, uh, it's a necessity. You can't tax a necessity. Yeah. But now there's this move towards healthier care for women. Um, yeah, this is great. I yeah. love it. Yeah, and I guess the whole thing was like the lack of available information around what actually goes into these things. Do they have this in Canada? This and it's and I like that it's like a subscription thing too, because because it's monthly. Yeah, like this is just a great idea. See, you were so against it at first. No, I'm real into it. So yeah, she said she um the woman her name is Afi Parvizi Wayne. Launched Frida after seeing refugees stuck at the European border crossings and wondering how they managed their periods. I literally, okay, so, so smart. Whenever I watch a movie about a girl being kidnapped, um, and they're like, oh, she was held hostage, I'm like, what happened on her period? Right. Oh my God, 13? Did we talk about that? Always think about that. Yeah. 13, what's 13? Uh, like the BBC drama where that girl uh, was captured at 13 and she was kept in captivity for 13 years. No, I don't know that. Oh my God, you will love this. It's on Netflix. Yeah, I'll send you a message. So good. Um, But that was literally the first thing I thought was like, did he buy her pads? Yeah. Like, what the what? Like, that? I always think about that for getting like, yeah. Yeah. And there isn't a lot of, yeah, education. I remember being floored when I found out. So anyway, really cool. cool stuff. Very cool. And I think they're really trying to, she said, we want to talk openly about the subject without patronizing women or telling them how to live their periods. Which is an interesting way of 
um, phrasing it, but I just think they're really trying to like embrace how we experience it and start recognizing it as like a sign of just being like a normal, healthy woman. Not there's so much negativity that surrounds getting your period like ooh, it's gross you can't talk about it yeah um anyway so that's super super cool i love it and great branding really really into that more you're into the branding than anything else i think no i no i I (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm just like great font choices and stuff i just want to know that yeah that's uh, That's very cool and in your in your box every month then you have to and i guess that's too like people get weird about buying this stuff anyway cool um, I should send this to my sister-in-law. So the next thing that I wanted to see was like, what else is happening that's innovative with periods? Scotland, as of like very recently, is now set to become the first country in the world that provides free feminine hygiene products to all students. Get the fuck out! The 6.6 million or 5.2 million pound initiative will benefit roughly 400,000 students across all of the country's schools, universities, and colleges. Recent surveys have shown that one in four responding pupils have had trouble accessing sanitary products. Um, well, one in five participants have experienced, quote unquote, period poverty in the past. Oh, like can't even afford. That's what just you, so sad. So sad. It should never have to happen. Yeah. So the community secretary, Eileen Campbell, said in a country as rich as Scotland, it's unacceptable that anyone should struggle to buy basic sanitary products. That's amazing. Um, yeah. So now these essentials. Why is will the go UK just killing it with this stuff, and we're just like dumpty dump? Yeah, we're pretty dumpty dump about it. Yeah, you would think, and we have healthcare. You would think this would be wrapped into a part of that. Oh, I wish I had some fight yeah. in me to do it. Just no. 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 I'm too well, busy. we're doing this. <laughs> I'm too busy. <laughs> I'm too busy. I have no more fight in me. I'm doing this. I'm doing comedy. I have you a full time job. They're also now like they're doing. Um, like with diva cups and there's also menstrual sponges don't like diva cups it's my favorite thing in the world i understand why people love them i just don't and i just i just i don't want to get into it we can talk about the logistics of it why i'm afraid of them but i'll tell you after but it's just like i'll tell you you've had something wider and longer shoved up there mom can you get off right now (laughs) mom you could just like mute and then like i'll just like talk to sarah for a minute but those things are good in terms of finances like you spend 30 dollars and then you have it for like two years if you take care of it yeah yeah, right? yeah, yeah and yeah. a menstrual sponge i don't know how they how long they last because I, I had to stop long. using it it was too porous and every time i coughed i queefed and i was like oh oh so <laughs> it's basically just like a little natural sponge that you shove up your crotch and people have apparently used it for years it's just not necessarily for me um, uh, yeah. feels too much like your cervix. You're like fishing around. You're like, what's me? What's not me? Who am I? Um, anyway, but with those <laughs> things, they're more accessible, right? Because they're yeah, cheaper yeah. than pads and tampons and better for the environment. Oh, pussy, pussy. Anyway, those are my articles. <laughs> you know what? That's... You're cackling like the witch that you are. You fucking nut. Those are good. That's good. That's really, really good. Thank you. Fucking yeah, the UK... You guys are great. They're old. They got lots of people. Like, they have one up on us, you know? Yeah, and their dollar's worth, like, a thousand to everyone that <laughs> our dollar's worth. So whatever. <laughs> every cent that we have. Fuck, man. Yeah. Okay, I'm very excited to talk to you about this one. Oh, my God, I can't wait. A Texas school claimed to beat ADHD by tripling their recess time. Huh. 
So while most school districts across the country were cutting back on recess time and ramping up Ritalin, one Texas school has kindergartners and first graders uh, sitting still and they're incredibly attentive while they're in class. What's their secret? Their recess has tripled. And instead of 20 minute, uh, 20 minutes of recess per day, Eagle Mountain Elementary, kindergartners, first graders now get an hour. It's broken up into four 15-minute breaks in addition to lunchtime. And their teachers say it's totally transformed them. So the kids are less fidgety, less distracted. They're more engaged in learning. They make more eye contact. So it's one of dozens of schools in Texas, Oklahoma, and California testing out the extra recess time as part of a three-year trial. So this was actually last year. So they're in the middle of their three-year trial. And the pilot program is modeled after a Finnish school system, of course, <laughs> um, whose students get some of the best scores in the world in reading, math, and science because they have time to do it. So the designer of the program is a kinesiologist, um, Debbie Ray, and they spent six weeks in Finland in 2012 d discovering the secret to their success. And they said they just get much more recess than American kids do. And 15 minutes of unstructured outdoor play after every 45 minutes of instruction. So the key is unstructured play, which means kids are allowed to run, play, make up their own games, do whatever they want. Indoor breaks are better than none, but it should ideally take place outdoors because of fresh air, natural light, colors, and it has a big impact on brain function. So it, it, they've been able to prove that it in, increases academics, improved attendance, uh, attention focus, decreased behavioral diagnoses like anxiety, ADHD, and anger within kids, and their creativity and skill, social skills are going way up. And they said they were really nervous about how to keep the kids on track because they've lost classroom time, but it's actually much better, and the classroom time is much more focused and, and better for the kids in the long run. We're like, what? Like quality versus quantity, right? 100%. What an awesome thing. And that's, that's so amazing. And it's also um, a real testament to like them evolving with and tapping into the times. Yeah. Like with all this screen time and kids like losing patience and stuff, instead of fighting that, yeah. give them more time to run around and get their yayas out. Totally. That's also like two way. And I don't know if it's in tandem with or whatnot. And I don't remember where it was exactly. Maybe it was in Canada where the school system, they're trying out bringing kids in like to start at 830 or nine, like an hour, an hour and a half later than than it typically was before. And their scores are also going up. And it's like, wow, children need sleep and playtime. Like, yeah, no you know kidding. what I mean? No well, because I feel like the school system is more like built around people's work schedules. But in, like an adult can work for longer. I mean, it's not even great. Adults really. I don't know. Whatever. Like, whatever. Right. I don't want to work, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's, it's good to have, yeah, they're little brains and you can't go from like being in like a preschooler to having like your whole day is playtime and naps to going to like, okay, sit in school all day for eight hours and like, re like get the, f no, no, like that. So it's so cool. Hey, and like that I works think towards tackling like childhood obesity. If they're, yeah. if they're, um, more likely to be spending up time, it's time outside running away, gives it running away. Well, maybe running well, around yeah. time to not be looking at their phones. That's awesome. Yeah. So I thought it was Texas. Jesus. Who knew? I know. Who knew? There's some good stuff happening all over the place. The funny thing is, Oh God. Um, 
there is an ad for an ADHD medication on the page. Of <laughs> it's like saves $20 on your first purchase. Oh um, okay. God. So this is the other thing. So this is a, um, this is a Canadian school in Quebec and this is a school and this came out. Oh, this is old. So this is whoops. This is from 2014, but I what? found no, this. That's and still maybe great. this is still like happening. I hope. Uh, I won't even be able to pronounce this. Saint Ambrose in Jean Claire bans homework for a year for their students. So it's a Quebec elementary school, and they want to ban students. They have 339 students. Uh, so every classroom grades one through six took place in the project. And a spokeswoman said the goal is just to ease the pressure on parents and improve student performance. I've heard about stuff like this before where it's like kids are already spending all day doing it. So when you send them home with homework, especially at such a young age, like it actually does more harm than good. And when they can't do it, they feel stupid and they feel deterred from doing it. They feel embarrassed when they don't have it done or if it's been wrong. If they have maybe a single parent or a parent that's working or parents that are working and they can't afford to be helping them then it makes them also like, it's this whole shame thing too, when you don't have your homework done. Um, so they were one of the first schools to apparently try this experiment and a school in Barrie, Ontario tried something similar. And they said they found that student grades went up. That was in 2008. They tried something similar. Uh, and French president Francois Hollande in 2012, uh, tried something in schools in Germany have already done away with homework period. So they don't have they don't have that. And so So here's here's uh-huh. what I'm wondering about this though. So if there's no homework, like I I totally understand all of the reasons why it would be beneficial in terms yeah. of what you're saying, like shame and whatever, but I thought the whole idea behind homework was like time management and this kind of stuff because hmm. n- not like deadlines and learning how to manage your time properly and I think that's more for like older learning kids, when yes. to ask for help. Yeah, I guess it's well, how old are these kids? One through six. Kids one through no, six grades or grades one, one through grades six. One through six. I was like, what kind of fucking homework are they getting? Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe that makes more sense. I guess I was only thinking that especially nowadays when I think parents Again, I'm not a parent, but like yeah. I see it happen all the time where it's like they're so busy on their own that they'll yeah. be like, here's an iPad. We're like, here's this. And it's like if they are not using. But the idea is to give back so they have time for extracurriculars. Totally. Like for them and whatever. Right. But that costs money, too. Yeah. Or simple play. Like go fucking play outside. Yeah, go play. If, if, but I mean, right. But then it's like, what kind of parents do they have? What kind of access do they have to whatever? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, obviously they could read a book. They're giving them more options to be able to cultivate different types of skills for sure. I just, um, I don't know. I, I think I liked homework. Ugh, no, I did not. Like, no. And uh, they said that the only kind of pushback was parents were unsure about the positive effect. And then they were saying that they wouldn't be involved as much in their child's learning process. Are you kidding me? Wouldn't you think that would be like a moment to rejoice that you don't have to do your kids fucking homework out of everything else you have to do? No kidding. Plus you don't just have to do homework with your kids. Like, right. Do take them fun. to um, a movie, take them to, the to a museum, take them to go meet someone who doesn't look like them or talk like them and introduce them to like, culture. Watch like a classic movie. Totally. Like totally. all that kind of stuff. Like, so I think I, it's really interesting. Really interesting. Um, 
And Germany's and I, like, we we haven't done. I'm not even gonna try and do a German accent. I, yeah, we haven't done the homework for years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you yeah. fucking stupid North so Americans. Yeah, that's that's you know. And but the whole recess thing for a long period, like that's fucking great. That's I wish we awesome. had recess at work, honestly. I wish there was like a bell that went off here and they're like, everyone just get the fuck up and go for a walk or something. You know, and it's funny too, because like in theory, like you have 15 minute breaks, you're supposed you right, whatever that you're entitled to. A lot of people just put their head down and bypass it to yeah. get out earlier or whatever. But the fact of the matter, like Phil, sometimes I'll call him and it'll be four o'clock and he'll be like, um, I don't think I'm going to eat dinner until later tonight because I haven't even had lunch yet. I haven't gotten up from my desk. And I'm like, do you realize that if you take yeah. 15 minutes just to walk around the block and clear your head, you're yeah. going to be more productive and leave earlier. Yeah. So if maybe they rang a bell and people had like work-based recess, that that would probably be really beneficial too. Yeah. But Let's start an, a non-for-profit where people just have adult recess. We just come in and like bang on a cymbal. Yeah. <laughs> We're the adult lunch ladies. That's, it is something like that. And I, I'm really bad for not bringing my lunch to work, which for money, that's bad because you always spend more. But I like being forced to get up from my desk yeah, I get and that. go outside and get food. Like it, for if I didn't have that... So I did a 10-day sm- green smoothie challenge with Fossey. Yes. We did it like a cleanse. I was surprised at how non-cunty you were. I mean, there was one moment. There was a couple times. Specifically, <laughs> there was one at work. And I was like screaming about something. And I was yelling about this stupid thing. And in the middle of yelling about it, I was like, I, I don't even care about this. Well, I'm just hungry. Why am I I'm yelling? I'm really hungry right now. <laughs> but that, like, all we had all our smoothies. And I didn't have, like, I had three smoothies in the fridge, like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And mm. I, I was getting a little bit stir crazy with, like, not, I mean, I can go outside. But, like, just the not going outside, I was like, well, I already have it here. So I can just, like drink it while I'm on a conference call and continue to work through my lunch. But it like kind of made me a little bit crazy that way. So yeah, I don't know. Something, you know, something indeed. Something, (laughs) something it is. Something it is. What about your throwaway? What's your throwaway? I have no idea how long this episode is, by the way. I'm not timing it. Oh, 525,600 minutes. What did I want to tell you? There's a, wait, so I know you love rent because I like, we yeah, the best. Ugh. Sometimes I sing Rent and cry to myself at home. I literally sing Rent all the time in this tower, but I always take like the baritone roles and I'm like, live in my house. Oh my God. That's, I'll be I have goosebumps shelter. right now. This is what sometimes I sing. Did that. I give you goosebumps? Like, did I? Yeah, because like, I was thinking Broadway? about Jesse L. Whatever the fuck God face. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> <laughs> he's the one that he was supposed the, to be um he was supposed to be in the biography for Marvin Gaye, Jesse L. Martin. Oh, who's the star of it? Who's the main guy? Who sings that song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. About him and Angel. I don't know his name, but yeah, I love him. So sexy, but yeah, that song yeah. literally makes me weep. Yeah. Um Just Oh yes, no, I want to tell you there's gonna be a Grease sing along at the movie theater down the street from me, and I really wanna go. So it's not just me yelling at the television. <laughs> I'll go with you and do Will that. You? Grease doesn't really get me going like some oh. other musicals. Well, I mean, you know, I referenced it in my vows to Phil. So obviously it has to Did you? like a... What did you say? Well, when I was talking about when I first saw Phil, like I knew we were supposed to be together. But like, 
I had that same feeling about John Travolta when I saw Grease for oh, the first yeah, time. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was cute. Which is true. But now that he's gay and With looks a like on. a weird marshmallow, I don't think Oof. we were meant to be together anymore. He looks like he looks like an alien. Legit. No, we need to be positive. You're beautiful, John. And you know what? Just and like, on the inside. He was my biggest crush, faux life. Okay, no, I have good positivity. You can never judge that I had a crush on Nicolas Cage if you had a tr- crush on John Travolta. <gasps> and they were in Face Off together. Did you see him in Saturday Night Fever? Like, were you even alive? Were your eyes open? No, I wasn't alive. What do you mean? To, okay, I mean, when you were okay. watching it. <laughs> was I alive when I was Saturday watching Night something? Fever. I Greece. know what you're talking about. Sexy. Yeah, no. No, whatever. You have your Nick and I have my John. Okay. Okay? What's your throwaway? Well, now I don't want to tell you anymore. No. Um, so, <laughs> Toymaker Mattel has introduced its first ever hijab-wearing Barbie. What? Part of the Shiro range of dolls, S-H-E-R-O. I just had a moment where I was like, I don't know what that means, but it's a she-hero. Oh, yeah. Right? The she... Oh. You didn't get it either until no. I'm... Okay, good. Legit. Shiro range of dollars that are... Ba- dollars of dolls that are based on women with inspiring stories. The newest doll is modeled on fencer Ibtihaj Muhammad, the first U.S. Olympian to compete while wearing a hijab. That's awesome. Yeah. I want to know what all these... Oh, you Shiro. Gabby Douglas. I don't know her. Gabby Douglas is the gymnast who, like, rules. Oh, no, yes. Yes, I know who you're talking about. That's so cool. Right? Fuck, Mattel. Are they all super, super skinny, though? I literally oh, yeah, was just about sure to say, are. well, they're all at least still skinny, so that's good. Is it good? Well, it's something. What are they supposed to? They do They do have, Um, I think Ashley Graham inspired some curvy Barbies. Yeah, but, like, not. Is that, like, I don't know who. Bindi what? Irwin, Frida Kahlo. That's very cool. One is just, like, a regular Barbie, but she's a chef. Amelia Earhart, Ashley Graham. Oh, Ashley Graham. So one yeah, curvy Barbie. They have Misty Copeland Barbie. Yeah. I love Misty Copeland so much. I like want to be friends with her. Yeah, Gabby Douglas. She's so beautiful too. Um, yeah, amazing. What a cool. So inspiring women of all different backgrounds and ages and body shapes with inspirational stories. Yeah. With different hair. Like, how, that is so cool. And it's cool that they're, like, listening to their customers. Like, 86% of moms surveyed are worried about the kind of role models their daughters are exposed to. Yeah. Yep. Getting with the times, Mattel. Good on ya. And they have an Ava DuVernay one. Oh, get out. Yeah, she's so gorgeous. And she's eh? sitting in a little director's chair. That's <laughs> fucking awesome. Yeah. She's what awesome. What a cool... That is really cool. I love that. Yay! We did not have that when we my were Barbie younger. couldn't stand up. Yeah, no, my Barbie couldn't stand up either. My, <laughs> my brother used to judge our Barbie competitions. Have I ever told you about this? No. So like, Moreta would come over, Rachel or whoever, <coughs> and um, he would go. We'd we'd had all these Barbies and then all these like clothes in like a garbage bag, and we would dump it all out on the floor, and he would go. Hmm. Evening wear. Go. And then we'd have to dress them, and then we'd like walk them down, and he would judge them. That's so fun. Yeah, I used to fun. play Barbies by myself because my sister wouldn't play with me. I would think she would love it because she's like trying to look like a Barbie. No, she was like. No, Does she, Rachel? You. Do you listen to our podcast? No. Hi, Rachel. <laughs> no. Just Looking Lisa. like a Barbie. Lisa, if you could text Rachel right now and just say we're talking about her. 
That would be great. But don't accidentally text Sarah thinking it's Rachel. Yeah, because that happens. <laughs> it sure does. Oh um, God, uh, give so me your funny. throwaway. Okay. I feel like I'm screaming. I'm really going to try not to cry. Oh, good Lord. I know. I know I have issues. Okay, I'm going to try not to cry. Okay. She's fine, though. She's totally fine. She's totally normal. <laughs> don't need therapy. Okay. <laughs> ben and Marilyn, Carrie Luke, I think their last name is Carrie Luke, lost their son and his wife in a motorcycle accident. Oh. They were killed in a motorcycle crash in Red Deer, uh, Atlanta, or Alberta. I don't know what that Alberta. is. Alberta. Alberta, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know Red Deer is Alberta, but A-L-T-A. Is that how you spell Alberta? Like, I don't know. I don't know. CBC. Um, <laughs> so they found themselves raising their two small grandchildren with special needs. Oh, my Ariel, God. six, and Liam, three, have trouble hearing, and the family has to make regular visits to speech therapists, audiologists, and Alberta's Children's Hospital in Calgary. So the grandfather was semi-retired and thought they might be able to, like, they could make it by, but, like, not in a great place, but now they have two children to raise. And we can't go back to work because we're 66 years old, and you're raising little kids, so it takes up all of your time. So they were in a bit of a predicament. The son had a 1973 Pontiac Paracene, uh, and it was like he had repaired it, refurbished it, and hoped to pass it on to his children, and it was in perfect condition. So they took, oh my God, I'm going to start crying. They took Brent, who's the son, his prized car to electric garage auctions on a Saturday, hoping to earn at least $14,000 to go to the cost of the kids. The auctioneer introduced them, told the whole... I'm just, stop looking at me like that. I'm listening. They told the whole story of what happened to the Carolukes. They told the story of like what was being sold and that they wanted to keep the car, but they couldn't, so they were going to sell it. <laughs> it's so sad. It's so sad. So sad. So listen to this. The auction house, previously, they had promoted it on media and stuff and, and saying like... So the community came out in like full, full force for them. So a bid's... Bids were like soaring in and skyrocketed past the family's expectations. The car sold for $29,000 to Rod McWilliams from Red Deer Motors. That's awesome. Awesome. Then McWilliams turned around and donated the car back to the auction house so it go on the block immediately. Another round of bids come in. The second round, someone named Danny Fayed from Edmonton bought it for $30,000 and donated the car back immediately. And finally it sold for $20,000 to Bob Bevins from Bulldog Metals who returned the car at no cost so they could keep the car. So now they have almost $100,000 and the car. And their son's car. That's beautiful. Isn't that amazing? What an amazing community. And it says $100,000 and running. So other community members still pledge donations to the family. To top off the final tally, people were standing up. There was not a dry eye in the house. Oh, my God, I'm going to cry. I am crying. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be like, what do you mean? Everyone was clapping and cheering, and every bit that came in was, like, amazing, and the families earned all this money. And then the fact that they got to keep it, Brent and Nicole were the names of the two people who passed away. 
It's just, it's really beautiful. And there's video. You can watch it later. Yeah. It's just like You're the saddest just, thing yeah, ever. Yeah, don't watch it because you'll teeter over the edge. How beautiful is that? Really beautiful and really sad. And and there's something I feel like really to be said about small towns in that breath. Because I feel like if yeah. something like that happened in Toronto, I yeah. mean, maybe someone would raise some money for you, but yeah. it, I, it would not be the same type of, of scenario. Because you also think like it's a big city. They'll probably have somebody else who can help them or somebody else will do it. That Whereas in a small town, you know people, you know everyone. And they feel more your, attached to the situation, like more emotionally. For sure. Yeah. And they see the kids every day and everything. Like, how beautiful is that? Beautiful. Oh. Oof. That's a lot. That's a lot. What a great episode. Yeah. If only I had an organic pad to wipe my tears. I feel like I have one in my bag. Do you have their pads? No, not Frida. Oh. But I have some organic pads and tampons at home. Good for you. Thank you. That's it. That's what an episode. We're doing better, guys. We are. You know what? We're back at it. Back at it, Jack Rabbit. Is that a thing? I think so. Okay. Maybe it is now. I love you. (laughs) Okay, bye. 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 Don't forget to subscribe.